Newswired. Welcome to Newswired, everybody. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Free, and I'm joined here with my co-host, B. We're uh, live inside the Air Quote studio, and we're broadcasting on gradio.ca. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to be touching on a few stories. We got one. The first one is going to be uh, thousands of past and present civil service members that have been overpaid as a result of an error in the Phoenix pay system. Uh, we're going to be talking about the relatively increasing Alberta economy right now. And I also have a little bit of peace on some new fossil evidence that was found in Eastern Canada. We're live here, so if you want to join the conversation, you can get us over social media, over over social media and Skype at GRadioYG. Uh, B, what's up, man? What you got for us tonight? So we got Oprah Winfrey is rethinking a run for the U.S. presidency after Donald Trump's election. So basically what happens with that, um, we might be looking at uh, the next uh, female or the next black president and the first female president. Man, you know what's so funny? After this Trump thing, all these TV stars are like, you know what? Maybe it's my turn. Maybe I'm going to office. Well, you know, and she's like one of the richest females or if not the richest female in America. So she has business experience and she hasn't run companies into the ground like Trump did. Well, that's apparently the the barometer of success for the presidency now. It's like, oh, you're rich? Oh, hmm. Maybe you would be a good president. Oprah did, you know, build herself up from the bottom and she does give away free cars. So everyone gets a car. You get a tax break. You get a tax break. Yeah. Well, now we got how many reality stars now? We got uh, Trump, we got Oprah, we got O'Leary. Who's next? Uh, Howie Man- Mandel? You know who should run is Jeff Probst. He's seen the world, you know, he's been around a long time. He'd probably make a good president too. Well, it was good. Uh, a little bit more of an update on that Kim Kim Jong-nam assassination happened uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, so the girls that, that he was assassinating, he was going through the Malaysian airport, these two girls... Uh, apparently ran up ran rubbed nerve agent all over his face and he died right away uh they were saying that she paid him or she was or they were paid from some guy who was uh um saying he was on a reality show and this was just a prank and she go and runs ha 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 yeah okay runs stuff on him he dies it's in singapore they're getting arrested and and you know might be might get executed over that can you imagine the worst part is it's like a totally believable story like some girls like haha on vacation yeah this is so fun sure i rubbed this on it's like oh what he's dead oh what he was a foreign diplomat and he was assassinated and i killed him and now i'm going to prison and i might get executed like that's like some broke down palace no yeah that's like some broke down palace kind of shit like you could have totally see how that happened and oh my god what a nightmare that would be can you imagine i can't (laughs) i cannot imagine uh other story rapid fire garth brooks in edmonton played like 11 shows or something like that can you like i'm not a big country fan i'm not a big garth brooks fan but mad respect to that guy yeah yeah seriously like 11 shows in a row that's insane and he's just like oh yeah i'll play until everyone saw me and that's rad um apparently from according to my friend sarah show sarah (laughs) she told me she went to see garth brooks in like his first tour ever in like 20 years he was in calgary and tickets were going for thousands of dollars. Nobody could get in. A lot of people paid and didn't get to see him. And there's a lot of outrage. So Garth Brooks apparently said on stage that, uh, you know, he's really felt bad for everybody. And he would come back and play as many shows as it took until everyone got to go. I'm not, a, like I said, not a, a big uh, a country fan or Garth Brooks fan, but respect. Yeah. Uh, I had another one here. So in Bavaria, in Germany, they have announced plans to ban the full face veil for uh, women in government places, schools, and while driving. But jokes on them, because in Islam, women can't drive anyway. Last piece of uh, news for uh, that I have for rapid fire: Sonic Boom. It's done. Not coming back. Boom. You know what I say to that? Eh. 
not too sad about it. Yeah, I don't know, Northside. I went once, and I the fact that it was held on a giant asphalt like tarmac, done. Yeah, Turn me off. Sucks to lose a show. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of artists that a lot of people were fans of, but I remember last year my friends were trying to give me tickets. It was like five degrees and raining out, and I was like, "Do I want to go stand on like you know a giant tarmac?" No. Yeah. So no thanks. Oh well. You know, Alberta for me festivals. We got the land. Do it outside. Uh, we have a solar story here about uh, the new technology that's been threatening oil patch jobs. That was one that you had written down and one that I've been looking into a little bit as well. Basically, uh, they're talking about that over the last few years, there's been a lot of technological innovation in um, kind of the oil patch fields as well as fracking and all that stuff. And it was saying, the article was saying that as a result of this technology, a lot of the jobs that were required to get oil or to drill or what have you are now being automated uh for example one uh, the sh- the shale drilling it says from the article this is an article from uh, global news says that um a few years ago you could find 30 rig hands operating diesel pumps using headsets to synchronize the throttle and pressure needed to work to break apart the rock formations and free the trap crude but today that job can be sitting by two people in a control van monitoring the automated electrified systems. And you know, the thing is with those two different types of jobs is entirely different types of people that would be able to work them. Like the 30 rig hands or like your lower level chaff level, you know, guys that are muscly and stuff. Whereas the two guys sitting in a van are probably engineers. Again, probably because there's not enough engineers from Canada, probably people from India. And so those 30 rig hands are going to get laid off. Or more likely from the United States. And be like, oh, those... Those guys from abroad, they they ripped they ripped us off. Those immigrants oh, took my oh, job. No. I have the soundbite for that too. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it almost happened. They almost. took our jobs, right? Yeah. But that's exactly what they're gonna say. But be, because those thirty guys are now being replaced by technology, not those two guys from India. Yeah. Right. That have those that engineering degree. Well, or I mean, suing them from India is kind of beside the point. I think the point. I, well, of I this... mean, I think we're we are immigrating. I mean, when we look at stats of immigrants, we do immigrate a lot of uh, engineers. Um, engineers are one of the, and there's a wide variety of engineers, um, but engineers are one of our, our big shortfalls, same as welding. Yeah. So a lot, we immigrate a ton of, of um, wide variety of engineers from, from India, especially India and China are one of our biggest, um, immigrant populations. Absolutely. And there's in fact, uh, districts, not districts, but writings in Canada where it's Muslim majority. Or not Muslim, Indian majority, I should say. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the, the, what, what I took from this uh, article and what I think is, uh, you know, a very coming and very, I think we've even talked about it a couple of times, is uh, this automation of jobs. And uh, it's happening, obviously, manufacturing, but now in resource extraction. Like, this is, resource extraction is one of those industries that is historically, like, a solid job you know what i mean like same as manufacturing too. yeah it's gonna be like back in like uh what's that movie called uh, thorn uh fern gully where you have like this machine chopping down trees and like whereas before it used to be like a saw guy you know, yeah like yeah, band yeah saw or not like the two-man saw and then it was like oh uh chainsaw is that just like cut the labor force now because it's a chainsaw yeah and, and then you had those soon, tr- those big uh you've got those big bobcats now that can just like saw down full yeah, trees and, and chop them up into small pieces like, and stuff a giant machine that does it and like resource extraction is like kind of the one that it's those jobs especially the oil patch like it was not automated and now so that's like no job is safe from this it kind of seems man this is going to change the economy in such a dramatic way very soon well i, I think i think um i mean uh 
um, Rachel Notley's bringing in that new uh, think tank, or like it's like called the Nebula or something like that, and it's like a retraining center, and they're bringing it in all the major smaller cities and like larger cities in Alberta. Yeah. So it's like a way of retraining people because they believe that well, a lot of people analysts and stuff in the field believe that um retraining will become the way of the future and it'll just be about humans retraining all the time like we'll work at a job for a few years it'll become obsolete we'll retrain and we'll we'll work at something else yeah well my uh uh, my stated opinion on this is good get the machines to do it like fucking come on i think that's good if we socialize and (laughs) we have to and we replace the the modern form of labor because then it'll just be the capitalist making money and everybody else will be broke i know and that's like destroying time destroying machinery as like that's what Karl marx said the end result of capitalism is socialism and i think that's kind of true because you know when you have robots doing everyone's job like you have to have some kind of allowance or what have you to allow people to live otherwise what are you gonna do? Like this is such a a very pressing issue that's really in the face and is really coming on strong. So I don't know how people are gonna handle it. But the fact that people are like, bring back manufacturing car jobs, like, are you retarded? Like, why would we do that? We can do it for cheaper for robots. Like, that's insane. But it's just because they wanna have a job and I agree that they should have one and they we should, you know, they should have something to do, but to demand that an obsolete industry comes back is retarded. And that's insane. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess uh, I shouldn't say that word. That's another word I should stop saying, too. <laughs> PCs hate him. <laughs> this, uh, we can move on to that Phoenix overpay Sure. System. So uh, the big story of the year, really, in Canada is about the Phoenix pay system. So Phoenix overpayments just tipped $250 million iceberg records show. On the heels of a CIB or a CIBC CBC report revealing federal workers were overpaid more than 70 million under the troubled Phoenix system, the government now says it actually doled out over 250 million more than it should have between 2012 and 2015. The department uh, emailed reporters these numbers a day after the news conference. They show overpayments increased in 2014 from 45 million to 78 million. Uh, in 2015, there was 78 million. 2014, 78.6 million. 2013, 45.2 million. And 2012, 53.8 billion. So when did uh, Trudeau get in? In 2016? 2015. He got elected in 2015. 2015. So 2015, it starts to decrease. 2014, it balloons. Like 2014, it like increases a crazy amount. So that's kind of weird. It so, almost doubles in 2014. I didn't see the dates on here. So was this mostly before, during, or after Trudeau's presidency? Or Trudeau's prime minister. Um, I'm thinking that like the first three dates from 2014 to 2012, that's all Harper. Yeah. And well, then 2015 like, uh, is when Trudeau takes over. And that's when they realize that this has been going on for the last four years. Man. That it was just being overlooked. So again, Harper, classic Harper move, right? You destabilize public interest by um, underfunding or crippling public, like public interest things like this. Yeah. Well, just looking at this briefly, it looks like some kind of organized bribery. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, looking at- no, but like it's, they don't, they don't, so, um, uh, like this is like that the corruption. LeMay, who's about. the who's the um, minister in charge of this, 
says Phoenix should eventually minimize overpayments compared to the old payroll system. So they're saying it was bigger into the old payroll system, but they never figured out how much they overpaid in that system. She says, over time, overpayments should appear less and less frequently frequently because we now have a system that flags any payments over $10,000 so that departments and agencies can validate these amounts before payments are made. She's assuring the public that all overpayments will be recovered once it processes a backlog of over 290,000 cases in the next few months. That's insane. Uh, another headline was overpaid workers latest but likely not last problem for Phoenix pay system, opposition MPs say. Uh, the Edmonton MP, Kelly McCauley, a conservative de- deputy critic for public services, said his office had been flooded with calls from constituents who say they have been overpaid by the federal government. The money is sitting in their accounts. They brought it towards the government, but it's not getting addressed. He says there's no plan from the government. Well, obviously, he was sitting in a government that didn't address it for over four years. So someone's, someone's at, liking it. At least true. Yeah. Right. Like, right? like thanks oh, conservatives. Sweet. Thanks for your input. Now, after you're totally not in charge of deal, dealing with it, some public servants were paid more than $50,000 over what they were supposed to 26,000 workers were overpaid. So that means more than 70, uh, more than 70 million has been returned. I think they say. Yeah. Well, it says that, uh, um, let's see here. A third of that returned. A third of the seventy million to ever been returned. Uh, the problem stems from the government's new administration. Uh, just to, to back up and show you a little bit about what Phoenix is, it's the government's new pay administration system, uh, and it has seen thousands of public servants paid incorrectly. Some too little. In some cases, too much. A lot of it is too little. I've heard a lot of people crying and stuff like that, like they're losing their houses and mortgages are not being paid because the government just isn't been been paying them. Uh, The government identified a backlog of about 82,000 cases in July 2016. Um, LeMay, the Deputy Minister of Public Services, said there was still 7,000 backlogged cases as of January 25th, although that's pretty good considering that they just took power, so they've reduced it by, you know, 70,000 cases. Yeah, well, from the same article, it said that one ex-researcher has received a lump sum of $662,000. And another former senior advisor received several payments totaling $155,000. Man, there's that senior advisor again. This is the guy, hey? Gets free money from the government. He's breaking the story. But the Russia thing is, story. a lot of, a lot of these the guys... senior advisor guy? A lot of these guys have, t- have told them that's why they figured it out because they were coming back to the government over and over and saying, man, I have like $700,000 or, you know, $150,000 of yours. A lot of these are people that are completely honest, like classic Canadian movies. And just like, yes, sir. I actually you overpaid me, sir. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Some of them this are is, not though. One this is not according like, to tradition. Well, I don't know how much it's gonna, how much I really owe because I also got deducted union benefits and dues and all this. So really, I don't know how much I owe. So they're kind of like dragging their feet too. They say yeah, that they for only sure. with two hundred ninety thousand cases. That's like. There's yeah. got to be a lot, of people, sure that a lot like, of people that are like, if oh, I yeah, was yeah. overpaid, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, get back to me on that. I already no, spent it on fair. my pool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some stand-up dudes who are like, you know, this is not right. I have more money than I should. Well, I think a lot of people are scared that they're going to have to get charged for it and they have spent it. Yeah, right. Or that they or get charged get for back. spending it and be know. like, I oh, think I you'd have a lot of argument to be like, well, you paid me, sorry. Like, I'm sure there's that case too. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure that some people definitely want to make the error correct, but a lot of people are probably like, oh, well, I'll see you that shakes down no don't that's yeah, it's just taxpayer dollars it's totally taxpayer it's dollars, just taxpayer dollars, dollars, and... money. dollars be. it's not the it's you know 
Well, I mean, <laughs> could be bigger. Could be, could it is be, Canada where it's like more. it's like seventy million, and we're like it's seventy million, and then, like the states senators get like a seventy oh, I million, seventy million bribe. dollars on my couch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like billions. Like yeah. uh, I heard Trump's increasing the military budget by like fifty-five billion or something like that. Like ten percent or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like well, I I guess I heard that Obama's last raise to the military was actually um, equivalent to that. Like uh, Trump's raise is only on par with Obama's or it's a little bit less than Obama's last raise. Like it seems like it's a raise by a lot, but I guess Obama's last raise was more than that. And so there's actually like, again, guess who uh, is against Obama on this? That says we should give more funding to the military. Who do you think? Who is asking for more funding to the military? Yeah. Who do you think? Is it? Senators. Oh, McCain? Yeah, you yeah, got it. Sure. Yeah, John McCain heading the spearhead against uh, Trump. But that's kind of good. Like, he's, like, you know, independent of, of Trump. And well, Welcome to the military-industrial complex where the military budget only increases and never gets cut. Yeah, that's very true. That's the way it goes. Like, oh, you know what? This, that's, like, America's other solution to every problem. Like, oh, you know what all this gun violence needs? More guns. More guns. Guess what we're going to make? Yeah, you know jobs. <laughs> yeah, also makes jobs. Yeah. What do you get with money? What do you get with that? What do you get with jobs? Money. What do you get with money? Drugs. I gotta bring up a little. Where do you tent. get drugs? Gangs. Where do you get gangs? Guns. Yeah. Well, you know. Where do you make your money? You know what? You, you know what kills gang members? Guns. <laughs> guns. Oh, yeah. Law-abiding citizens. Guns. Jobs. Guns. Law-abiding citizens. Healthcare. Definitely. Guns. No Muslims. Definitely. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. I was talking to my mom about this. I got a little tangential thing. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, mom. Shout out, my mom. Uh, she was. Uh, we were talking about this, and you know, in this Mexican-American, like the drugs are pouring over our border kind of thing. The thing that really gets glossed over all the time is, well, what about all the guns going the other way? Like, do you think they just, guns are going there for free? No, they trade guns for drugs. That's the way it goes. And the drugs flow up because that's where the the drugs come from. But the guns flow down because that's where the guns come from. So all of this violence in America, and they're like blaming it. Yeah, well, that's a lot of that is on you, no buddy. doubt. Like having that much guns, guns and like having that much guns and having no regulation on it, yeah, and like not tracking them, none of that. No tracking like, them. It's well, super easy yeah. to get them. It's super cheap to yeah, get them like, there. Like goes of course, there's like, gun yeah, violence. Guys getting high, but guys shooting people with your guns. Like, yeah, straight up, on. more gun violence gets by toddlers. I bet. Yeah, Just like, like playing with guns in a house. That's the the no one ever reports. On. Well, what about the guns flowing the other way? And like, if I was Mexico, I'd be much more concerned about that. <laughs> I'd be more concerned about that in any case. No, no. Yeah, I watched a Vice on that the other day. Yeah, like people. On the, on the it was just guns. like that that Iran that Contra thing where it was Reagan and uh, the trading drugs for guns to fund mm. a revolution. Yeah, yeah, Contras. Iran. Yeah, the Contras. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> in that Iron Mike song, and they like play that clip of his. Um, his speech saying like no no we would never do that and then it was like a week later like all right maybe we did. <laughs> that's the thing Busted. with american politicians is like they can they're like expected to just be like yeah. the most biggest warmongers and like when they do it it's almost like they're celebrated for it yeah and so like i can't believe that the reagan presidency somehow survived that like that's the biggest scandal ever you literally traded guns for drugs using cia planes well, it's not the craziest <laughs> no, but it's CIA pretty, plot ever. And it's crazy that something that the president actually admitted to and said that, yeah, we did That's do true. that. Yeah, and he never got uh, impeached. Well, that gives a lot of hope for Trump. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm definitely not getting impeached. Speaking of that, the Bush quote where Bush says that, like, oh, we need man, an independent media because Trump's been going after the media. I'm going to play it on my computer, but I don't think it's going to come through. So it's this one. Is it coming through? Nah, just in our headphones. Yeah, it's coming through. Well, good on Bush for having some uh, insightful things. Like, I think uh, a lot of presidents, once you're out of office, you can really kind of 
Yeah, I think he gets a lot more say, and maybe he's drinking a little less now that he's out of office. Probably drinking. No, no, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he's talking yeah. so coherently. Hitting that, uh, hitting hitting the, the old, slopes, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's <laughs> <laughs> got the old Colombian flu. <laughs> yeah. So our next uh, headline is uh, Nova Scotia waiting for disaster payments from Ottawa dating back to 2010. So that's like six years. Uh, officials with Nova Scotia's emergency management office say the province is still waiting for Ottawa to reimburse it for millions of dollars worth of damage caused by disasters dating back to 2010. Um, now, the message Thursday at the 2015 Atlantic Flood Management Conference in Truro was simple. The federal government expects that people in the region need to adapt. <laughs> yeah. Government officials, academics, with and members of environmental organizations gathered to share their experiences and expertise on the su subject of flooding. Keynote speaker Bob Sanford, who serves as a Canadian chair on the United Nations Water for Life initiative, said the Atlantic provinces can expect to see more flooding in their near future. Now, <clears throat> I mean, this is coming on... You know, we're seeing the coastline uh, become very active with, you know, rising water, um, a lot more turbulence. We're not we're not going to ever see, you know, the steady climate that we've seen for the last hundred years. It's, it's going to change every year and we're going to steadily become warmer. A lot more, you know, um, turbulent waters, especially in the Atlantic. It's going to be it's going to be way crazier. And so they're just saying, you know, we can all we can do is expect more of that kind of climate. This also this rift between the Maritimes and Ottawa is, is a historic one. When you look at the original confederation in Canada, it was largely brought through by, you know, kind of coaxing the Maritimes into this like one-sided deal with uh, with Ontario and Quebec. So Ontario and Quebec known at the time as, as Canada um, and the Maritimes were all known by their individual names as they were colonies of, of Britain. And so uh, we see throughout the relationship building process between Canada, Upper and Lower Canada, and the Maritimes is that they're in many ways um, taking advantage of the Maritimes and abusing the power of kind of colonial masters with the rail system. The rail system was brought in largely at the detriment of the Maritime provinces. Yeah, they often get the short end of the story. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a historical relationship. That's pretty much ongoing. Well, I was going to do a little piece on this looming uh, war, uh, trade war with Mexico between the United States and Mexico because that is heating up in a big way. But you know what? We're on a roll here. We're not talking about America at all. And I got one more piece that's also Canadian. So Let's roll I'm gonna, I, yeah, I think I'm going to save the, the trade war thing for next week, which nice. is going to be sick. But uh, let's keep it going. There's more Canada news. That's super cool. Yeah. So uh, recently, I just read this today. There's the earliest evidence of life on earth ever found uh this is an article from bbc uh just uh just posted today uh and what the story is about is that scientists have found what could be the earliest fossils of life ever on earth the fossils have, were found in uh quebec and they dated to 4.28 billion years old and for uh for kind of a reference it's 800 million years older than what was currently accepted to be uh the loudest the uh oldest uh fossil evidence ever on earth nice that's crazy that's uh wow. way older than we had anyone ever thought um it was founded on sections of rock that was at one point ancient seafloor billions of years ago these organisms come from a time when it was believed that mars held liquid water on it 
and uh, may have been developing life of its own. And uh, so the idea is that maybe some of this life originated from Mars. The idea that life being seeded to Earth from Mars is not as far-fetched as you'd think. It's actually uh, a relatively accepted theory that it is possible. There's definitely that kind of, the, the timelines according to this article kind of match up. Uh, also, the other piece of space news, so it doesn't really link to Canada. But I got a good space news after that one too. Is it the seven planets? Nope. Oh, how much more space though? There's never enough space news. Uh, yeah, uh, on the other thing, the new solar system found seven Earth-like planets were uh, found to be orbiting it. Um, some all of them were in the, the in the habitable zone, Goldilocks get, zone. Yeah, to give a little bit of reference, cold, though, not too hot. You want to be just right. just right. But for a reference, that that the habitable zone in our solar system includes uh, both Venus and Mars, which are obviously not habitable. So, uh, it is a wide range, but that is cool. Who's oh. saying they're not habitable, bro? To humans, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know some Mar- people Mars, from Mars, you know, man. Uh, the Martians, right? Trump here. Yeah, the red president. Mm. <laughs> so we should call him. Uh, this new planet, these planets, 39 light years away, which sounds far, but and is incredibly far. Holy fuck, that's so far away. Not that far. <laughs> they make that in like one day yeah, on Voyager. Uh, people are like, it's close. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, go Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no, it's not. That's way it's farther so than 39 far. light years. It's not like you know in a different galaxy like it's that kind of close but saying this is close is disingenuous i don't know i've watched star trek so i'm pretty sure we could do it yeah warp one ludicrous speed straight up we'll go plaid be there in 10 minutes yeah so that's the tease of space you know is that it's so you can see it but oh my god don't even think about it you just gotta change uh bend space time continuum because space is the idea is that space is um, you create folds in space time continuum yeah and then you can just transport stuff across space that's what they're already doing well that's the idea but they, I mean. they can do it they've done it with light photons with information on it they've transported different stuff like if you look at teleportation it's yeah. for sure real and they're using that same idea that the the space-time fabric even though it looks like over here what you're doing is taking if you can imagine with me listeners taking a blanket and you're grabbing either side of the blanket like the corners and instead of holding it out uh, like normal space-time that we conceive of it as is with your arms outstretched instead you're gonna take those two corners and put them both together and in that you fold space-time fabric and they've they're already using it to do like real experiments like like moving photons instantaneously across um yeah space and time. it's a pretty visualization and i've seen the, the thing the visual well and that's an old like, einstein holes are perhaps yeah the, einsteinian uh, theory comes from that yeah, is the whole butterfly uh, and hurricane idea I've and like it. and it and it, it comes to reality i'll do i'll bring in a couple of news stories next week yeah, on, on uh them the the cool thing is the the information that they can transcribe onto light photons and then uh i didn't know that they could even do that um and then they take that photon because they can only do it with small because it takes such a ma- massive amounts of energy to do it yeah. they can only do it with like the tiniest amount of matter right now yeah. but it'll just it'll it's just a matter of time because they can already piece it back together at the other side the only way i'd see it possible is to put yeah information on light and then send that at light speed but well that's still, what they do already still so far. that's what they did in star, in star trek anyways. right I don't know. Maybe we should have an all space episode one Remember time. Remember in Deep Space it. in Deep Space Nine on one of the episodes, the the team's coming back aboard, and they get stuck in the computer, and they ha- and they and they're in all the systems. The actual people's like photons of light have gotten stuck in because the, they they get there's a problem with them coming out on the other end. Squinched. And so then they have to like find where they are in the system and like get them out. They got squinched in Harry Potter lingo. Oh yeah, I didn't know what that means. Well, that's because you don't read Harry Potter. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would just watch Star Trek, bro. Yeah, it's you are uh, you're Hufflepuff, which oh is not God. bad. That's all, I, I, you should uh, Hufflepuff. That's I'm where you want to be. I'm an elite <laughs> hexor. Buddy, don't, oh, I'm not, I will not accept oh, a Harry Potter bad mouth on this oh, show. I'm sorry. Star, Star Trek. I will Star not. Trek. I will not accept that. Star Trek is better <laughs> than Star Wars. Uh, I got one on Space News. The empty space between Trudeau and Blair's heads. I don't know between their ears. <laughs> Vacuum. Uh, we should have a space episode called Space Wired. Blair says process of legalization could take a year or more. This came out uh, two days ago. Well, according to my watch, uh, it's spring 2017, which is like they promised. Pretty much now. That's parliamentary Secretary for. Bill Blair, Bill Ketlin Blair. For those of you who don't know what Ketlin means, he was the guy in charge of um, this tactic called kettling, which you take protesters in a downtown square and you kettle them. So that means you. Uh, block them in on all sides by police and then basically you just shoot them with uh you know smoke grenades and stuff there's nowhere for them to go uh so he, he's not in charge the of that are, so the trudeau put him in charge of uh, uh defense uh, re-emphasized the liberal parties legislate regulate or legalize regulate and restrict access mantra saying the process of sorting out provincial and municipal rules will take time Bill Blair continues his tour of Canada this week, meeting with lawmakers, stakeholders, and law enforcement officials to discuss marijuana legalization. However, he isn't basically he's gonna push it off until the next election. That's exactly what's happening. That's what they all do. That's the thing. I was like, oh, we'll get there. I don't know, man. I uh, I, I hate trusting politicians. It's like the worst feeling ever. Because you know it's going to happen. You yeah. know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And you're like, well, maybe not. Maybe this time. Maybe this maybe time. This maybe this time more. he'll like, maybe come, come through on something. Uh, no. They always, maybe like, they just lie so much going in. And you're like, how can they get any of this done? It just seems like, same as with Trump, right? Just all lies. Yeah. That's like their job, man. The politician job is to lie. That's like the way it goes. Well, on that note, do you got any uh, shows coming up? Do I have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's ways off. April fourteenth is uh, the hip hop show. Uh, yeah, Scott yeah, Love true. Brand uh, Slip Jones will be putting on. And uh, then we can announce our show, I guess, because um, well, I don't know. Have we like have we picked a date? Is that happening? Yeah, we're, we picked that date. Which yeah. date are we going for? The original one. Oh, we are. Yeah, because our, our well, I'll, I'll announce them in a second. But one of the axes is, is in town only on one of the dates. Yeah. So I we're going to stick AGP with that date. AGP did say they'd fill in, so I mean that is an option. Mm. But wouldn't they say they'd play on the first date anyways? Yeah, but they gave me the dates that they're not available, and uh, I'm pretty sure that they are available. So it is possible that it could be switched. Is all I'm saying. All right. Well, maybe we won't announce it tonight. <laughs> it's like, psych. We got a bunch of sick acts for you, basically. Oh, yeah, it is cool. It's gonna be a good show. We've like teased this announcement teased so it to many its times. Teasing limit. Oh, I got an announcement today. We dropped our Indiegogo campaign on for uh, Zion Noise Odyssey. Uh, so we're gonna be giving away a bunch of cool unique gifts there's going to be like some you can get your name burnt on a plaque that we're going to burn in the effigy uh other like more standard that effigy stuff you guys had last year was badass yeah that's why we we're wanting to putting some money into it this year and figure that we can do it crowdfunding it rather than um funding it ourselves and it gives people a little bit of an option to give a little bit more back to the community if they can uh or maybe just feel more a little bit more involved 
in making something really cool happen because it's probably one of the coolest things that we do at Zion Noise. And also, it's not really a standard festival thing. It's, a you know, an art sculpture, and it's very much, like, burner-oriented, and a lot of Burning Man is, is done by crowdfunding and stuff like that. So we want kind of want to... Um, build on that kind of thing you can also get other things like merch tickets to the festival are being sold on there we're only raising 500 bucks so um and i believe we've already raised 200 so i imagine your effigy is gonna be a lot bigger than last night is it gonna be the double helix again because i totally appreciated that yeah that was really cool no we'll definitely have something else this year is it gonna be a giant burning man um i can tell you that the name zion noise will burn in it Ooh, spoiler alert spoiler alert um yeah so hip-hop show april 14th then i guess well and then our show on the 28th or the 6th yeah and then i have a a zion noise fundraiser on april 7th too where's that really cool uh at a hall called king edwards hall right off uh white Ave. sick so that's where that's my hood that's where i grew up that's where it came up it's real good down there yeah so we threw a show there in 2015 uh, this year we're going to throw the party in the basement and then have an art gallery upstairs alongside the bar. It's a little bit classier upstairs and then more of ravey in the basement. Um, yeah, kind of sh- flexing our artistic brains on this one. Always a good thing to do. It's yeah. a muscle. You got to keep it in shape. Yeah, yeah definitely, Toned definitely. like all this. All this. That you all see this. You, except for the people listening who do not. Um, other show announcement is just a, a new show on the on the radio here. I mentioned it last week. It's called Cups and Cakes, but I've listened to these this guys' show every year. Uh, first off is uh, uh, the guy puts on Jeff. Obviously, great name. Love that guy. Gotta be it. <laughs> he uh, he just like uh, talks about local, regional music, Canadian yeah. music, and the show's dope. And it's coming on after the show at eight o'clock. So nice. if you're so uh, sticking around, in a few minutes, it'll be on right after this. Um, yeah, and I also on Stacked on Fridays. Uh, I'm going to be joined by two new hosts or two new co-hosts. Uh, Andrew Dunn, aka Dungeon Keeper, will be taking over the first Friday of the month, and then I got uh, a guy named Scoby, also known as Brett Sterling, taking over the last Friday of the month, uh, along with his crew called Dub Controlla. So, uh, yeah, definitely Fridays on Stacked are going to be a lot more uproarious. Definitely a lot more dubstep <laughs> bass Sick. music. Yeah, it should be good. I've, although I think Andrew this Friday is going to be playing a house set. So, just gotta keep be, it locked. That's Friday nights, dope. nine o'clock. And a rebroadcast Saturday nights at 9 o'clock. So if you're down getting your weekend going, uh, that's where you want to be. I think that's it for my show announcements. So I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Keep I think it that's locked. it for me. Uh, Scott loves Slim Jones show Monday nights. That's always a good show, too. Mm-hmm. And the Dan Jordan show. Man. Dan Jordan. They on. got a TV show. Good oh, yeah. them. Good nice. job, Dan Jordan. Where'd they yeah. get it on? Uh, Shaw TV. Just like some improv cool. Cool, sketch comedy thing. That's it. Rad. Yeah. Fucking right. Nice. So I, uh, I, I hope they become successful. Yeah, they are pretty good. Uh, I think that's uh, that's all we got for tonight. So cool. uh, for those out here, make sure uh, you tune in sus- well, Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. You can come chat with us. Uh, hopefully, get another guest in because uh, last yeah, time was fun. awesome. Definitely. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm B. I'm free. Peace out, everybody. Peace. We'll see you next week.